It's the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday. Welcome to today's AdventCast. You've all heard hundreds of times the connection between Gaudete Sunday and Litare Sunday and Lent and Joy, Joy, Joy and so forth. Well, let's go back in time and find out what liturgically was done at the Station Church, St. Peter's Basilica, hundreds of years ago. This is from the Sacramentary by Blessed Ildefonso Schuster. Seeing that in Rome on the fourth Sunday of Advent there was no station because of the great ordinations of priests and deacons, mense dicembri, which took place on the preceding night, this third station preparatory to Christmas was celebrated at St. Peter's with unwanted splendor of rites and processions, as if it were the mind of the church to introduce us at this moment to the holy joys which belong to the season of our Lord's birth. This, in fact, is the week of the great scrutinies and of the solemn fasts preceding the ordinations. Hence, the faithful also in this day assemble at the tomb of the Prince of the Apostles in order to obtain for themselves his heavenly protection and to share with the pastor ecclesiae the joy which fills the hearts of the flock at the good news of the approaching parousia, prope est iam dominus. Formerly, the Pope used to repair to the Vatican Basilica at sunset on the Saturday, and, being present at Vespers, intoned the first and last antiphons, which were indicated to him by one of the canons. The Ordines Romani tell us that, in reward for this service, the pontiff was accustomed to place a golden coin in the mouth of the worthy ecclesiastic. It was the duty of the Vatican chapter to provide the Pope and Cardinals with supper and sleeping accommodation for the first part of the night. This latter, however, was not required for long, since the office of the vigil began shortly after midnight. The Pope, preceded by acolytes with candles and torches, went first to incense the altars of St. Leo I, St. Gregory the Great, St. Sebastian, St. Tiburtius, the Apostles Saints Simon and Jude, the Holy Face, the Blessed Virgin, and lastly that of St. Pastor. This being done, he went down into the crypt of the Confession of St. Peter, and after he had offered incense at the tomb of the Apostle, the first offices of the vigil began. The procession then returned to the basilica above in the same order in which it had come down, and after the altar under which the body of St. Peter rested and had been incensed, began the office of matins, properly so called. The Stational Mass for this day, as it immediately precedes the Christmas season, had originally a strikingly festive character. We know that the novenas and triduums in preparation for the greater feasts are of later origin, and in the golden age of the liturgy, these weeks before Easter and Christmas, with their vigilary masses and stational synaxes at the most famous basilicas of the Eternal City, were intended to prepare the souls of the faithful and to obtain for them from heaven the grace to profit by the various solemnities of the liturgical cycle. Just stepping out for a moment, remember, we are our rites. At the Mass, the Pope intoned the angelic hymn, which was taken up by all of the clergy. After the colic, the singers, led by the cardinal deacons, the apostolic subdeacons, and the notaries, recited the acclamations or laudes in honor of the pontiff, the clergy, and the Roman people, a custom still observed at the coronation ceremony of sovereign pontiffs. <laughs> yeah, right. At the termination of the holy sacrifice, the deacons replaced the tiara, there we go again, on the head of the Pope, and having mounted their horses, 
the whole cavalcade proceeded with all due solemnity to the Lateran, where the banquet took place. Today's ceremonial has preserved very little indeed of all this brilliant ritual setting. Joy is indeed by no means the dominant note of modern society. At the Mass, it is true, the sacred ministers are clothed in rose-colored vestments in place of the customary ones of violet, and the organ once again fills the aisles with its strains. The divine office itself has not undergone any change. It preserves intact its primitive spirit of festivity and eagerness, aroused by the nearness of the coming of the Savior. <laughs> 